This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Speaking of real people in our midst, it is just a pleasure, an absolute delight to welcome Uba Ali to the Shaletta Show. Um, I tell you what, it, I just, I'm, I'm tingling um, just knowing that she is on the other line because she is the first Somali-American on-air TV reporter in the Twin Cities. She is working at WCCO-TV, our sister station. I'm so proud of Patrick Armijo and, and Carrie Patey and, and all the management team there for making this possible. This does not happen in a vacuum. This does not happen by accident. It is intentional, and, and we were intentional about getting her on the program today. Welcome so much. This is not going to be your last time here. It is your first time here. But if you were here, I would bow or curtsy or something because you are now Twin Cities royalty. Oh, my goodness. That is so kind of you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Now, you are back in Minnesota. You spent two years working as a reporter in Milwaukee. Uh, I got some people there over at TMJ4. I wasn't going to just, you know, name drop anybody, but I just want to let you know <laughs> my people were telling me that you were great um, on-air reporter uh, in Wisconsin, and, and and then you were the first on-air to wear your hijab. You have just been breaking barriers since you broke into this business, and now you are back home to be fabulous where we can watch you every day live on the air, and we ain't got to stream you. And that is so exciting. I'm so happy to be back. Um, those kind words from my former colleagues at TMJ4, so near and dear to me. Um, just great people all around. I've been surrounded by amazing, talented journalists um, since I came into this industry. So I'm just very grateful. Okay, and you are not very grateful. You are very worthy of this opportunity um, at CCO Radio. Um, talk to me because you're going to be working the day shift Tuesday and Wednesday and then the evening shift Thursday through Saturday. I'm an evening assignment reporter woman, so I know that they put their most talented reporters on the evening um, and the weekends because that's when people are really tuning in uh, to watch the news, especially on Sunday night as they make plans for their family uh, for the week. Um, and you interned at CCO as well as Care 11, but this is a paid, I'm a reporter, this is adulting job. What's, what's it been like for you so far? It has been a whirlwind. First of all, coming home has just been an amazing blessing. Getting to see my first niece, I'm finally an auntie to let her um, grow up. <laughs> 
grow up and she's my sister is not too far away from me in Richfield. So it's just been amazing. Um, everyone has been so kind and welcoming me back. It's always been a dream when I interned um, at WCCO so many years ago, 2017. Um, and in the blink of, of an eye, I'm back. And it's just been wonderful um, since I've been. And, you know, you're breaking ground. Um, and that's not easy to do, to be the first, right? Because you don't have anybody that you can call. You don't have any, um, you know, Somali-American on-air reporters to call and say, how did you wear your hijab? Because nobody ever <laughs> did it before you. And I know that was a decision that you had to decide to make. I, I, I talked to some people who know you, and, and they said that you kind of went back and forth about whether to, to wear it on air when you were interning at Care 11, and you decided to wear one, um, you know, after, you know, your mentor talked to you about being consistent to people and mm-hmm. authentic. What, what was the decision like? You know, I knew, obviously, I was going through my curly hair journey and my curls were popping. So it was, it was, it was really, um, it was a decision that I, I made because I knew I was going to wear my hijab full time. Um, and I was like, you know what, why not start now? And it's an always, it's um, a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Um, and it's everyone's journey is different, but I'm very steadfast in my journey. Um, and I love um, the camaraderie between Muslim women when we put on the hijab. It's our crown. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. Sometimes it's hard to find the exact same shade to go with a certain blouse, but it's always so fun putting together outfits and getting those compliments like, yes, girl, you did that. It's, it's really, really exciting. And I have my sister and my mom to help me through it. And I'm in the hub of uh, when it comes to uh, Muslim fashion, hijab, caramel mall on Lake Street. I mean, the, the options are endless. So I'm in a great place to continue this journey. Girl, now I have to take a break and tell you about the hijab shack i don't know if you've been over there it's in maple grove but they were one of the winners of comcast the rise grant it's a mother and a daughter and they have all different types of colors and textures and Mm. the thicker fabric for winter and it is beautiful so it's on uh 85th avenue north in maple grove it's called the hijab shack so write that down get over there with your outfits girl i promise you they will have you looking (laughs) real spiffy when it's time to look real spiffy and you go on the air. Now, listen, I have to ask you, you know, and I know it's not lost on you that so many young uh, Somali-American women are looking up to you. They see you and they see the possibility of what could become for them. When you're doing a story, that's weighty, right? Because you can't just go on the air and just do a story and go off. You know that there are little girls looking up to you. Right. right. Who, who want to be like you, who see, you know, what could be next for them. Absolutely. And I mean, definitely not lost on me. Everyone is working towards achieving their dreams. And I've had a couple of girls that are going to school right now for journalism reach out via Twitter. And it's been so wholesome to just be like, you know, when I first got into this, it wasn't many. Um, and I always say I don't want to be the first. I want to be one of many. And it's so exciting to see that there's so many girls that are now deciding to go into this industry and know that this is a space that they can hold. Um, so I just cannot wait uh, for the future to see so many hijabis on American TV. I think it's um, vital and uh, long overdue for sure. And it is beautiful to see. And and I, you know, again, have to go back to Patrick and Carrie and Tracy and 
you know, Frank and Amelia over there and so many uh, of the amazing reporters and photographers and management at WCCO Radio. You know, if I had prayed for you to get to a place that I knew you were going to get some support, it would be that newsroom. Talk to me about that support that you're getting there. Oh, incredible. Everyone has been so amazing and welcoming me, making me feel comfortable, obviously learning new um, software, editing software, shooting on the camera. It's been a work in progress, but everyone is always um, so quick to answer my questions, and I've got a lot of them, believe me. Um, and I don't shy away from asking it, um, them. And it's so nice to be able to interact with Frank and Amelia and Tracy. And Carrie was incredible during the entire process and getting me onto the team as well as Patrick. So I am surrounded by a great team um, in a great community. So, I mean, win-win all across the board. Now, we got to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, you talked about asking questions. And you have one characteristic that your siblings said about you that makes you an amazing journalist. What do they call her? You'll find out next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I always thought that meant make sure your kids get to church and they'll be, you know, good people for the rest of their lives. But it's really not. It's about understanding and knowing your children's gifts and then steering them in a career or the direction where they should go so that when they're older, it'll be what they were designed and meant to do and they won't depart from it. You don't see Serena Williams out there doing gymnastics. Why? Because when she was just a little girl, single-digit age, her father saw a gift. Little Tiger Woods, he not out there swimming with Michael Phelps, is he? He's playing golf. He's been doing that since he was three. His dad had to see something in him. Whether you like it or not, little Michael Jackson was not in the back of the group playing drums or guitar like Tito or Jermaine or Jackie. He was right up front because his, his father saw a, a gifting in him for singing and dancing and entertaining. And I just figured if Richard Williams and Joe Jackson and Earl Woods could figure it out in between them, I don't, I don't know if these, these men ever went to college, but if they can figure out the gifting in their children, I ought to be able to do the same. So, so as a mother, I am always looking at my children thinking, now, now what is it that, that he's got? What is it that she's doing? And, and how can I find things after school or programs to put them in that will complement their gifting? And since Uba Ali was, was a young girl, uh, there was one thing that her siblings always called her. One thing, one word that they said about her that equips her for her new historic position as the first Somali-American on-air TV reporter in the Twin Cities. Uh, 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 what they call you, girl? <laughs> nosy. <laughs> I was called Nosy growing up. And as a little girl, I used to be like, oh, why are you calling me Nosy? But now I'm totally accepting of it. I'm Nosy. I, you know, that's me. You, I mean, that's just who I am. 
But the thing is that, you know, as a journalist, as a reporter, that is, you know, that is germane to your craft. You cannot be a reporter and and be satisfied with the answers. You always have to be nosy. You always have to be snooping around. You always have to ask one more question. Talk to me about how you got from nosy to a career in journalism, because a lot of times people don't think as uh, of nosy as a gift. But in, in our business, it is definitely an asset. Oh, absolutely. You have to be, you're, you've got to keep your head on a swivel, your ear to the ground. You're just, you know, to find great stories, you have to be here. you got to listen from the community, whether that's through social posts, whether that's through, you know, TikTok, whatever, whatever the case may be. I think for me, I knew I was nosy. I love listening to people tell their stories, and I love talking. And I told my, when I was doing my mentorship at John Marshall High School in Rochester, I went to my counselor and I said, this is what I'm good at. What can I do with this? Um, and she was able to reach out and I landed at Mayo Clinic Public Affairs team and I realized, okay, so the medical jargon goes over my head, but I love what they're doing in terms of asking questions, getting to the real um, story and putting it together so someone can um, understand it um, and learn from it. And that's a job that I take um, very seriously um, and it's such a rewarding job at the end of the day. And, you know, I, um, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, just growing up as a kid for me, um, you know, I was always told, shut up, shut up, Shaletta, you're talking too much. Shut up, Shaletta. Mm-hmm. And and it's so funny because, you know, most of my friends used to just call me shut up because they were like, girl, every time I'm at your house, <laughs> you know, somebody's telling you to shut up. And I'm like, man, if somebody had just said, girl, keep talking. I could be Oprah by now. But but a lot of times our gifts are what irritate people. And being nosy, I'm sure, got on your family's nerves. You know, as a young girl growing up, how do you press past, you know, the nosy sibling or the nosy cousin or the nosy little kid who's always asking questions and turning that into a career? Because I think for a lot of our young people, that's where the disconnect happens. And that's when we turn off the magic. It's when we think that our gifts are not valuable or just because they irritate someone uh, uh, we try to dumb it down or or pull it back, and we don't lean into those giftings, um, no matter you know how much we get on folks' nerves. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I totally hear that. Um, honestly, I think the older I've gotten, and my siblings, I mean, I'm one of eight, so as you can imagine, being called nosy so many times, so many times. Um, my mom still will let me sit upstairs with the grown folks, and she would let me listen to all the um, uh, stories from back home in Somalia. My grandmother was a big storyteller, so um, I was able to press past my siblings saying I was nosy um, and really lean into my um, my gift. I call it my gift to be nosy now. Um, and really, I think my mom and my grandmother letting me, you know, sit with the big the grownups and, and listen to their stories, I was able to hone in on my skills, I think. And it's uh, a work in progress every day. I'm, I'm telling different stories. and But I think the empathy and the way I go about telling my stories, that's something I... Uh, hold um, very close to my heart. Um, And for me, it's giving a platform to people um, and amplifying their voice um, day in and day out. When I go into WCCO, that keeps me going. Um, And that nosy girl is now getting paid to do what she loves. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Yes. Now, you know, I know it ain't all sparkles and rainbows. What's been the most challenging thing for you in this new role? 
honestly, you know, growing up in Rochester, the only time I'd ever come to Minneapolis is when we would have family events. So really understanding what the Twin Cities have to offer, what the suburbs have to offer, the stories um, from both the cities and the suburbs, bringing that all in, um, finding places to park. I mean, Minneapolis is so huge and it's just really, um, you know, just going from place to place and just learning. Driving has been something that, you know, without Siri, I can't survive. So really um, learning the streets, learning all I can mm -hmm. about this, this beautiful city, I think has been the, the biggest, um, no, I wouldn't even say problem, but it's a, it's a blessing and it's something that I'm working on every day. So the goal is to get to work without Siri um, and we're getting there. So. All right. Okay. Because sometimes Siri be tripping, girl. She'll have you at a whole nother TV station. You'll be at WCCO <laughs> Radio and the people at TV will be looking for you. I'm like, what is Uber doing here at my desk? She's supposed to be down the street. So, yes, yeah, Siri cannot always be trusted. Now, you know, you've made this major accomplishment. You know, the history books will always have your name in it. Um, what is next for you, right? Because I know you're always forward thinking. You're always looking ahead. You're always thinking of the next thing. What is the next thing you want to accomplish as you check this major thing off of your list? Oh, goodness. I don't know. And I think that's what makes it so special that right now I'm just living in the moment. It's always been a dream of mine to check this um, off my, um, what I call my bucket list. And so right now I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying being an auntie. I'm enjoying being closer to my family. So I'm not really looking too much into the future. I'm enjoying right now. Um, but one thing I'd love to meet you. I think that's on my future yes, to do. I mean, this yes. has been an incredible conversation. The energy is unmatched. Girl, let me just tell you something. I was at Hell's Kitchen today. I should have had you come with me to Hell's Kitchen. And now I'm at work sleepy. I brought, I ate and I had my mimosa and then I brought food for Jonathan. So he's sleepy. I told Lindsay Peterson, you just find me now because I'm napping during every commercial break. So we're going to have to get over to Hell's Kitchen because I had the burrito. It was amazing. Uh, they've got the mimosas, but we're going to have to do it after I get off, girl, because if I do it before, I'm not going to be able to do no three hour show. So me, you, Hell's Kitchen, downtown Minneapolis. You can walk. I can walk. It's in the middle between radio and TV. So we can we can leave and we can crawl back to our respective stations and get our work done. <laughs> Absolutely. It's great. You let me know and I'm there. All right. Well, congratulations on everything. Please tell your family that we um, are rooting for you. We say happy Thanksgiving. We say God bless them for giving us uh, the gift that is you. And we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been incredible. Um, your, as I said, your energy is unmatched. Keep doing you um, and being the queen that you are. All right, girl. We will talk to you soon. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.